This is an important thing. If this is a horror movie, how does Pete die? I think he's crushed to death by that chair. (laughs) He's still trying to figure out the chair. I actually made it worse for myself. Thank you, thank you. All right, now shut up. My name's Kevin. Thanks for tuning in to episode 11 of the What's Weird podcast. Uh, this one's a little different. Instead of Max and I sitting down and chatting somebody up, uh, this episode includes audio from a trip up to Hanover, Pennsylvania we took with some of our comedy friends, uh, Pete Musto, Stephen Chen, and Tim Middleton. And uh, along with that, there's an interview that I did with Andy Kaufman, 2015 award winner, Brett Davis. He uh, runs a public access show up in New York called The Special Without. You might recognize recognize him from the Chris Gethard show as the character Smith, along with many other wacky, zany characters. Um, Man's a monster. He had an IFC miniseries called uh, Boy Band. Great, funny stuff. Real zany out out there, dude. Uh, you'll hear more from him a little later. But for now, let's get back to that road trip. You know what I'm saying? All right. Ziggy, ziggy, boom. <laughs> it's wild. End, of the trip. End of the trip. <laughs> so wait, what, is, what are the other ways that people are going to die in the horror movie? Uh, Tim dies from diabetes like 30 years from now. <laughs> That's who the, 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 the end of the, the, end of the movie. The end of the movie is Tim... It's like it we fades out and we re- and Tim closes like a leather bound book where he's written the story of this night and he's in like a robe and there's a fire and he's very elderly and you lay back and expire and then it says the end question mark. P.S. Tim had diabetes. <laughs> no, we just mentioned it. Never explained. It was very sad. <laughs> Like, he eats but, candy all yeah, the time. Yeah, I was going to say, you go back and rewatch the movie, you see Tim's like sneaking ho-hos. I want to be like stabbed in the back like after getting a hand job in the bathroom of this place. That's, that's my idea. Honestly, Who's based, on, based on what I know about this town, which is nothing, I think both are equally likely. So they might as well happen at the same time. I will say that he's Jewish on stage and gets shot by, <laughs> by the only other Jew in town who's threatened. Snyder, this is where they make the pretzels. Snyder's of Hanover. What else they, Hanover I feel like they got a big Utz, Utz yeah. Utz. I read that there's like an Utz, uh, like, outlet. That's what it, they said on the internet. What no. is an Utz outlet? Yeah, I don't even know. Discount Utz chips? Or, like, yeah. Mass quantities, like... My friend lives bag. near Route, uh, Sick, what is it? There's some chip in Virginia. Uh, um, and his mom lives near the factory, so he would come home, and they would ha- she, he would give him giant plastic bags of potato chips. And one time we got like a, like an extra spicy one that no one was supposed to get. And I feel like such a scumbag because I was so happy about it. <laughs> oh, it should be special spicy chip. Can't pass, man. I know. I'm trying to live my best life. Should be. So the first thing on the Hanover Wikipedia page restaurant called the famous hot wiener restaurant yes yeah, that's our first stop we're all getting t-shirts <laughs> we're all getting wieners yeah, yeah. <laughs> they have a pick of the week contest 
and I think we should we need to get that somewhere. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's the only thing I've learned about this place. <laughs> it's all you need to know. Wieners. But I mean, also, that's like the headline. Yeah. How are the women in Hanover? <laughs> Thomas Jefferson spent a lot like the pretzels. Salty. Oh, yeah. This. Yeah. Wait, what happened? There's a Thomas fuck ton Jefferson of history. Spent the night of April <laughs> 12, 1776 at the side of the horse. And owned by Casper Reinrecker on Frederick Street. Ooh, a dirty Dutchman. Oh. <laughs> God damn, April dirty Dutchman. Every year. Did anything happen on May 13th? A Friday? <laughs> Perhaps a murder most foul? <laughs> or a uh, murder by foul? Like a duck killed somebody? <laughs> what a quack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're, you're finding out about the Very word. short article. <laughs> 91.9% white. 1.2% African-American. Yay! 1.2% Native American. How? Uh, Interesting. 1% Asian. Perfect. So very much like the demographics of this car. I was going to say my act, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Huh. What's the town population? 15,000. 15,011? No, I was just saying. Currently, 15,454. You think I didn't scope out the demographics of this town? <laughs> so Rob Coffey and I are bringing in like another 1%. You, I'm sick of this 1%. I'm going to be <laughs> racist. Where's the 1% they've been talking about? <laughs> we out here in Hanover, Pennsylvania. Oh, you're going to make Bernie Sanders racist. <laughs> you know, Trump pays well. <laughs> Trump, Trump, Hillary. Trump, Trump don't change. License of interest. There's only three. <laughs> one of them oh, is there, the there's a synagogue. Hello. One of them is the Hanover Shoe Company. Oh, it's across <laughs> from another synagogue. That's uh, amazing. West, West Side Story. <laughs> That's just funny that Jews are that picky. <laughs> the, Ooh, in the Washington Ethical Society right here? Yeah. It's got to be involved with that somehow, right? <laughs> That's a thing, too. What What does the ethical society do? Man, that shit's ethical. Or is they it? they say that stuff's unethical. Yeah, that's wow. it. They got two stamps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ethical. Unethical. For a couple of years, yeah, they just had a question mark stamp that caused a lot of problems. I've got nothing to say about this. The bowling oh, scene we can in submit the movie to them. Girl Interrupted <laughs> was filmed in the basement of the Shepherd's Mansion. That's pretty good. Whoa, there's a mansion? They Yo, let's break into that haunted mansion. Yeah. And then we're going to recreate the scene from Girl Interrupted that was filmed there. What uh, happened in Girl Interrupted? It was That's a bowling scene. <laughs> <laughs> the Pixies 3, a teenage girl group trio from 1963 to 65, had three hits for <laughs> Cool. Birthday party? Hey, This is my dad. 442 Glen- Glenwood Avenue. Thanks for driving, Tim. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Oh, I'm the best. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's a fact. I have some dollars if we need gas or to pay a toll. I have internet money. Ooh. You got Bitcoin? Bitcoin. <laughs> and some Venmo. And I think a single dollar bill. I could pay pal you. Pal. 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 Wham. 
<laughs> Someone made save PP shirts. I'm like, no, it's for PayPal. <laughs> <laughs> stand with, stand with, Venmo's just stand fucking with them PayPal. Up, but Venmo owns them, or they own Venmo. Who knows? They're both owned by the Rothschilds. Well, what? I'm east west up the line. Friends? Uh, east west and then Nicholasville. Oh, yeah. Dr. Pepper just That's had where a I live. campaign. Huh? I love That's DP. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> Fantastic. Right. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Nice. You think somebody, but do you oh, think sorry. it was just I that? Think it, I know. I think it, like they're. I think they're one of the companies that, that can do stuff like that. Ooh. Right, right. Well, it's like Seven well, Up. Make, yeah, make Seven Up yours with uh, yeah. Orlando Jones and uh, didn't Godfrey take that over? Or was he Seven Up? I think I, I know, think he did hop in. Okay, him. I thought and so. it didn't last because that was one of the one of his marriages. Godfrey followed me on Twitter. He sent me a direct me message, <laughs> but it was just like. It was like a robot or some shit. <laughs> He's just oh God damn it, Godfrey. I was dope for a second. Yeah, there is no Godfrey. <laughs> there, there is no Godfrey. Yes. <laughs> and it'll just be like his Twitter thing with the little verified yeah, blue stuff. And there is no Godfrey. I always do this stuff, and so I'm like, and then I read the misconnections, and then like wait for someone to be like, if you like hit me with like the peace sign on the street, <laughs> that's me. <laughs> Sir. Sir. <laughs> Is that what you said in the ear? Sir. That dude just tripped on the curb and looked around. We all saw you. Yeah, we did. You fucker. Let him know. We saw that dude. Yeah, I know we're, we're pressed for day. time, but we're going to need to circle <laughs> back <laughs> around and all you cheer at him from the car. You clumsy hey. shit. Remember when truck. he tripped up that curb back there? We all saw you, man. Drive off. Bring him, bring him. Don't even show. do anything. Just no, just release him like ten miles from Hanover. <laughs> Let him go. Uh, Is that illegal? Cut to we're in jail. <laughs> <laughs> what would the what would the charges be? Kid, kidnapping. <laughs> Moving someone? Moving. <laughs> if you didn't, if we never said crime. stop. Oh, I didn't realize <laughs> pranking was illegal, your officer. <laughs> your officer. <laughs> <laughs> We're definitely breaking into the puzzle factory, though, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I wish they made soft That's a gentleman's pretzels. club, right? They yeah. make soft pretzels. They make soft pretzels? What? Yeah, soft pretzels exist. Yeah, but uh, do the Snyders of Hanover make soft pretzels? I feel like if you're in the pretzel game, you would have soft pretzels. We're only covering 50% of the market if you don't. (laughs) Oh, I didn't realize you were fucking pretzel. Aaron Snyders, we do not fuck with that soft pretzel bullshit. (laughs) Oh, that's crazy. We're hard as fuck. (laughs) We're hard. All right, we're going to take a break right here just to let you know that today's episode is sponsored by Five Hour Hennessy. If your day's going unpleasantly, grab a five-hour Hennessy. All right. Now, this uh, this coming up is an interview I did with Brett Davis in uh, an alley in New York City. Enjoy. All right. Finally found a spot. Yep. Quiet spot in a busy, loud city. I'm here today with a buddy, Brett Davis. Uh, the special without Brett Davis, man was uh, Andy Kaufman Award 2002, 2015. 2002 winner. through 2015, I'm one yes. every year. Every year. Yep. Consecutive, nonstop. This man mm-hmm. is unstoppable. Yes. 
And uh, was it you know, 2015 list of Comedy Central's comedians to watch? Yeah, whatever that means. Yeah, well, pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. Good guy. How you doing today? I'm doing good. Yeah. Good. Straight from work. Straight from work. In an alley. Not yep. too far. Not, not too far. A, a, a nice alley in Soho. Nice. So, like I asked you a little earlier, but you're from around. You're from Jersey. Yeah. What part of Jersey? Uh, North Jersey. There's a big difference uh, if you ask people in Jersey, like whether North Jersey or South Jersey or even Central Jersey is like part of the conversation. Okay. Um, What's the difference between South, Middle, and North Jersey? I'd say North Jersey is kind of split. There's the the runoff from New York, uh, but also like a lot of lifers there. Uh huh. And it's sort of like blue collar. The, the, the Jersey thing Yeah Like what you see uh, In the Sopranos And stuff And then like West Jersey Is like The boondocks It's just like the, the woods Farms Stuff like that And the, you know It's like a 30 minute difference Okay Sometimes but But you, as soon as you get to that side You know you're in a different part of Jersey Yeah And then okay. South Jersey You got the beach communities And you got like Camden which is its own thing, and that's like close to Philly, and then that's isn't that like the that hood? Part. Is Camden the hood? Camden is, from what I have heard, the most dangerous city in the United States. For a little while, I saw it on the for list. a little while. I yeah. check it out, and a bunch of Jersey cities pop up in the top ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. or at least real a proud. Couple. Yeah, should be, <laughs> should be. I'm in D.C. now. Okay, and uh, so you don't know what crime is like. Oh, <laughs> but we do. Yeah. Every morning, oh, yeah. my girlfriend's a teacher in mm-hmm. DC, and uh, this morning she sent me a text like, "Oh, there's all these cops investigating a murder that happened right by the school at 1:30." Yeah, yeah. Every day in that neighborhood, someone's gonna die. Oh man, yeah. I can't imagine. And Mikey Erg was just out here or out in DC on Friday, mm-hmm. and I was telling him all about the crime and stuff. End of the night, someone, one of the comedians we were with, was like, uh, "Oh, are we in the hood?" And my other buddy was like, this ain't the hood. And immediately after that, five gunshots ring out. Yep. And we, we just went home. <laughs> but, so I have a... I got an idea of what that's like, I guess. I don't know. Anyways, aside from all that... Yeah. So, uh, you went... There was a thing recently where you had left the area to go to L.A. Yeah. And pursue... A possible career with Seth MacFarlane on the Quagmire spinoff. All right, just to give you some context, there was an episode of the special without Brett Davis where uh, Jesse Camp, a uh, former MTV VJ, was on the show. And what had happened is something with the producers. He ended up losing his own show to Jesse Camp and had a whole breakdown and went to social media to tell the world he had got kicked off the show and he was pursuing a new career opportunity with Seth MacFarlane out in LA and uh, I'll let him explain the rest. Yeah. Little, tell me a little bit about that. Um, I don't know how much I want to kayfabe it because uh, I, I have kind of come clean in different places but I was kind of bored. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I, we had Jesse Camp on the show. I remember. And his whole thing was that he won this contest to be a VJ, uh, and he beat this guy Pete Holmes, who's now or uh, Dave Holmes, sorry, okay. who's now like a 
successful-ish guy, like just a good host, while Jesse Camp's like this crazy uh, St. Mark's Place like hoodlum, uh -huh. <laughs> just like punk kid with like a weird sense of humor, but like really likable too. And we we're like, oh, what what if we do a thing that we play into him taking over a show, and then that that escalated to uh, well what if he just took over this show and how could we sell it like so that it's very realistic so it involved me uh, kind of publicly having a mental breakdown uh, where I, I was just talking about a conspiracy to get me off the show from the producers and uh, me flying out to LA to do this thing that is just sounds like a bad idea and like it's with Seth MacFarlane um, but yeah, I didn't tell anybody that it was like not happening, so I got a lot of like concerned <laughs> uh, people, just just like relatives, either congratulate. Like every day, it was like either an up, like I lost my show, this is terrible, but now I'm getting this other opportunity. Yeah. So every day was just like a deluge of like, oh, congrats, or oh, I'm so sorry, from like high school people, and yeah. But uh, in, in the end, it was, uh, I had a mental breakdown in Los Angeles. I struck someone with my car. I uh, had an a, a alcohol and Red Bull binge, just drove all night. So, yeah. Yeah, and uh, all that was fake. All that was fake, yeah. yeah. okay. I had a feeling. Kaufman Award winner, it's gotta be fake. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not trying to dupe anybody for too long. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but we actually did end up doing our live-action live Quagmire show. Really? On the special. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. oh, I do. I remember <laughs> seeing that. You had the shirt and everything. Yep. Right on. Yeah, that, uh... The whole time it was kind of... Eh, eh, eh. I'll go with it. And, uh, got, everything is okay. We got a garbage truck. Bodies have been cleaned up. So, what got you into comedy? When did you start? Uh, I hard to say when I started. I I was definitely always like a fan of Conan, and I watch a lot of SNL as a kid. I was like obsessed with it. And so you're always more into like characters and yeah, I do like the weirder things. Okay, I like the Christopher Guest movies a lot. Ali G came in. I thought that was like revolutionary. Yeah, um, I'm sure there's a million other things, but I, I kind of started, uh, I guess, comedically. I, I would call him to the best show, uh -huh. which is a great radio show. I don't know if you're familiar. I'm not. Um, it was on WFMU for about 15 years, and okay. then now it's its own thing, its own podcast, live stream thing. But uh, I, I would one night I just called in with a voice. Uh, I was like bored. Uh, once again, all my so a lot of things. Yeah, pure boredom. Pure boredom will really do something for you oh, uh, yeah. and uh, I, I called in in this voice and I got, I got hung up on and I decided to call in the next week and I continued to get hung up on until one day he just put me on the spot and he's like you have the floor what, what are you going to say and I, I turned this into this whole character and I think he kind of got what I was going for and wanted to encourage a bored teenager so I'm sure he was a bored teenager at one time, too. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I owe Tom Sharpling, who's the host of it, my 
career because I, I don't know if I would have continued to do it if <laughs> somebody I respected didn't give me a good thumbs up. Didn't hang up on you enough times to keep you going? Yeah. Nice. Sometimes you got to get the door shut in your face over and over. Exactly. I, I, I many lessons in that too. Yeah. One day to open it, but like, what do you want to say? You got, yeah. You got five minutes. Give it to me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, better give it to him. Hey, you got you got all that time to think about what you're, what you're gonna say if you know you're not gonna leave. Yeah, good good lesson. Good lesson. Yeah. So then from there, you were uh, was that straight to you were on the Get There show back when he was doing the yeah. Cable access? Um, that was many years later. I okay. kind of what was in between that? What was, what was going in on between that? I I started performing in uh, like New Brunswick, New Jersey, uh, like opening up for bands and stuff with like sort of musical comedy things uh and i and parlayed that into like doing comedy shows but never really had like a scene definitely wasn't like a stand-up but also wasn't like really in any ucb type community um and over the years i just kind of made friendships with people and sort of found my own thing and found the like-minded souls to put on shows with and Okay. I think that's where Gethard kind of came in. Like, I think he was probably a little burnt out from the status quo and saw, like, a cool thing happening with, you know, a lot of interesting performers. So you would just do, it was like, five minutes? you get five minutes and you would just do your thing in, before in, bands? Yeah, it would be longer. I mean, it depended on, on what show. Uh, some shows I did, like... The, the character I had done on the best show and other other times like for instance this is a little later but uh, uh my friends lived in the this house called the wormhole uh-huh. and they had a show with uh it was black wine and nuclear santa claus okay and then this band emily's army um so black wine nuclear santa claus just stalwarts like don giovanni records people yeah emily's army nobody really knew because somebody else had booked the show I think Joe Steinhardt had booked the show. Okay. Um, and they, but they were a touring band, really popular with like preteens, and uh, my friends that lived in the house, which is just any show house, not even like a big one, like just had shows there. They got these like parents coming to the door and saying, "Is this where the concert is?" Huh. And they set up like a little parents' pen in the backyard with some uh, chairs and. Uh, these little tweens were hanging out and my friend's like you gotta come here this is the funniest thing in the world um, and I, I showed up completely in character with uh, like a limp wrist shirt that my friend had given me and like some cut off jeans and just like a shaggy hair and just like acted like it was my first punk show but I was like really <laughs> like really ready for it I yeah. like boned up on it and um Emily's Army was popular because the drummer of the band was Billy Joe Armstrong's son. Oh, okay. So I'm sure that's, you know, how people found out about him. Yeah. Um, so I, I started off their set with some spoken word poetry that I had done, which was just a mishmash of, like, crass lyrics and, like, things I had heard annoying kids talk about in college. Uh, and eventually I got pulled off the stage because that, that was maybe an unofficial performance <laughs> but at the end of it uh, 
Billy Joe's son came up to me and he's like, hey man, cool spoken word set. And I was like, you needed to hear that most of all. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, from there, that, I just kept doing that character around, and then we made, like, this mockumentary about it, and had that guy form a band, and we took them to South by Southwest, and, like, did shows, like, our first shows were at, like, these, like, big showcase shows in Austin. How did you pull that out? You just submit? No, I mean, it was, it was just asking favors from people, people from, knew. like, friends of friends of friends. Yeah. And like we, we tried, we ju- tried to create as much buzz for a band that didn't exist. Like we did radio interviews and talked to MTV and talked to like all these different like groups and filmed this documentary and it got in like film festivals and stuff. So it was cool. So you just made all that out of nothing. All all that out of a, a day when I just wanted to mess with some. Tweens. You really snowballed that one. Yeah, and that's kind of how most of my like projects, for lack of a better term, like start. And so you just go with a random idea, and if it picks up, you'll just keep taking it until yeah. it can't go any further. <laughs> right on. That's yeah. a it's a good way to go about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, there's no science to uh, there's no career in comedy unless you're really doing the. UCB classes or like taking writing classes or something. It's just yeah. kind of what you luck into. Very true. That's ah, good to hear. Good to hear. So is that uh, you were Smith, right? On the I was Smith. Show. Yeah. Okay. Question about that. First time I met Chris was at the Don Giovanni anniversary thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I always, I, I showed up there off of a bus, hanging out with Shell Shag all day, got real drunk met Chris and was kind of like, oh shit, you're Chris. And the one question I asked him was, did Smith really punch you in the face at the end of that thing? And he looked me in the face like, yeah, he did. And I was so pissed. I was like, oh shit, alright. Yeah. Because as a person that's never had someone just punch me in the face, I was very curious as to what that was like. I, I Well, Chris Gethard is another guy like Sharpling, like, who I respected like a lot. For years uh, and was lucky enough to kind of form a friendship with him but I have legitimately pissed him off on like so many occasions and I have no right to <laughs> he has like done nothing but help my life and career and uh, has been nothing but a great friend uh, but yeah like uh, S- Smith was a character I played that was uh, also worked on the public access network that he did the show on and uh I just we had this rivalry over a few weeks where people really bought into it <laughs> uh, and people were very mad like he's got a very rabid fan base uh, oh, that I I think someone even wrote like a uh, like a long like essay about it or something I don't, I don't know uh, uh, people are just like very upset about it and just you gotta keep it real yeah. I think by that point when I punched him in the face most people were clued in that it was a bit, but yeah. I, I still, I, you know, I grew up watching pro wrestling, so okay, that says know, a lot. I'm right real there. old school. You know, you got to keep, uh, you got to keep the fans uh, guessing. Yeah, I was new to the show, and that was one of the first things I had seen. I was like, oh shit, this dude really. Yeah. Did he really? And then I asked him, like, yeah, that really happened. Yeah, I also right. don't know how to punch, so. Well, <laughs> good thing, I guess. Uh, I well, it means I couldn't pull my punch. Oh, so, okay, yeah. so maybe not. Well, did it learn? Did it help? 
Um, I, yeah, I've gotten better at, at throwing punches. punches. Yeah. Good to know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do it all the time now on the show. <laughs> yeah, you just punch people in the face? Yeah. Unexpectedly? Unexpectedly. I mean, I get punched too a lot. Last night I got really walloped across the face yeah, by Yeah, new Darren. episode last yeah. night. Okay. Big old crack. Big old crack. That wasn't even in the script. It was just... He's like, it hey, we need, uh, it was kind of dead, so we needed some more intensity. <laughs> but uh, that's that's my school of comedy. It's, if, if it's not real, then make it real. All right. Yeah. Slapstick never dies. Mm-hmm. And uh, so tell me about the Macaulay Culkin show. You got it coming up. This Sunday. The, Sunday, yeah. 24th. Mm-hmm. What's that all about? Uh, what do you have to bring Macaulay Culkin into this? What? You know, I wish I had a good answer for that. No, it's just a name? It's just a name. Uh, it, there was a joke name to it. Uh, we started that show in a basement in New Brunswick, very briefly, but uh, when uh, I started doing comedy more in New York, uh, I was like, oh, there's no reason why I can't just host this show. So we went to Shea Stadium, which is a great DIY venue, and uh, it needed a name. And I said, well, let's just call it the Macaulay Culkin Show. Because in New Brunswick, it's really silly that Macaulay Culkin would have a comedy show there yeah. in some basement. Uh, although, the month that we named the show the Macaulay Culkin Show is when the Pizza Underground started blowing up. The his band, right? Yeah. It okay. was his like, pizza-themed Velvet Underground band. And they actually went and played a New Brunswick basement show. So it really came, kind of came full circle there. Oh, wow. But I was doing like a cool show with like comedians like Wyatt Senek that I really liked. And yeah. On the other hand, he's in New Brunswick. He's actually in a basement around yeah. somewhere. Huh. But uh, that's, that's a monthly show I do with uh, Sally Burtnick, um, who's a longtime friend and collaborator through the years in different ways. And uh, we just pick our favorite comedians in New York, sometimes get the occasional hero on. Like John Glazer's done the show, and Jane oh, wow. Garofalo, and people like that. Um, wow. And it's just, I guess, uh, what the special is, but we try to make it live, so it's maybe a little more immersive. Like, a lot of times involves the audience heavily. And the um, comedians do sets? Yeah. Okay, so... There's usually a running thread that will carry throughout the show. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Nice. And how long have you been doing that one? That one has been going on for about two and a half years. Yeah. Right on. And who you have this Sunday? This Sunday we've got uh, who do we have? Uh, John Reynolds, who's like a really funny, up and coming, uh, like sketch comedian and uh, actor. Uh, Griffin Newman, who's a Gethard Show guy, and he's on like vinyl, and he's like in the new Tick reboot. What? Who's another guy? Like did the New Brunswick basement? He did show. that show. Yeah. So it's it's kind of crazy how things change over like a few years, but uh, um, just a, a lot of other really great people from LA and from all over. So right on. Yeah. Seems like growing up in this general like New York or Northern Jersey and New York area, a lot of friends. The people you'll meet one year and then the next year they're like on some whole other level, like doing yeah. working with all these crazy people. I mean, I, I kind of just grew up here. I was lucky to, but, you know, it's a New York City of people from other places trying to do something that they can't do there. True. I'm from Hawaii, so it's always everything here is just yeah. still new to me. Okay. All the time. 
And so that's why I was told that you were even like, yeah, I'm down to do this little yeah, I mean, podcast. Of course. I'm just hanging out. <laughs> so you grew up in punk scene? Uh, no? Yeah, yeah, kind of. Um, I was like friends with like the screaming females and like fan, maybe more of a fan than a friend, but uh, like New Brunswick was sort of where I did my college thing, even though I didn't go to school at Rutgers. Um, and it really informed how I kind of approach what I do now. Through just hanging out at punk shows or just meeting people from yeah, that just, area? Just, you know, that idea of, oh, you just do it your own way. Ah. And if you don't like how it's being done, do yeah. it yourself. Yeah. And don't expect money. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> which yeah. is a lesson I've learned many times. Ah, uh, yeah. It's rough, but I understand that 100%. Mm-hmm. 100%. I've started a music festival, I've played in bands all over the place, and it's just. I never expect to get paid. As long as I have yeah. fun doing it, break even is oh, breaking even is my my dream. Yeah. If I can if I can make as much at a show that I do, uh, getting to and from it, that's yeah, that's a, beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Right on. It, 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 I'm occasionally getting to do festivals and stuff uh, that are out of town, and the, I always think. Well, you know, I'm not getting paid that much, but maybe if I add in all the Metro cards I've, like, spent, it evens out. Yeah. So, very, very lucky. Else. Yeah, being somewhere else is great. Yeah. New York is terrible. <laughs> you <laughs> can't get out of it. True. And that's why I left an island. Yeah. Because you can't escape it. Mm-hmm. You but you out. left paradise. I'm sure yeah. you get that. Oh. All the, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it's a good place to be if you don't aspire to ever do anything else. Mm-hmm. If you're content with just getting off your job and going to sit at the beach all day which is not a bad life yeah but if that's all you want to do then that's the place to be and I'm never content yes I'm I'm on a hot streak of like life successes uh but I'm still uh neurotic about everything hey I mean you gotta be life doesn't stop until it does Mm -hmm. like it just keeps going you can hit a plateau and then It'll plateau unless you do something. It'll be that's like, right. that's it. You gotta keep it going. So that's, that's good. I'm glad. <laughs> uh, I respect the shit out of what you do. It's crazy oh, to me. thanks. Yeah. But it makes sense. Totally up my alley. I like that you're the whole do-it-yourself. I'm gonna start this shit in someone's basement and then take it over to the stadium and have people from all over the place hop on the show. Yeah. It's amazing. I mean, it's about the journey. Yeah. Not to get too grossly poetic but no but if you yeah. ask anyone who goes on tours like how's tour oh the shows are cool but in between the shows yeah this happened here met this guy with this thing it's beautiful well, uh, hmm. any other questions uh, trying to think of something weird to ask you I'm oh, sure bring anything weird oh weird well, Prince died. Prince died today. How was that for you? Were you a big Prince guy? Um, I can't say I was a huge Prince guy. Uh, I think Bowie's death a couple months ago was like my big rock star. Like, oh, this like like celebrity death affects me in a weird way, especially because I was like in a a weird mental state at the time I had just gotten off a flight where I watched a marathon of David Bowie videos oh like the day before he died 
and I was like out of town. I was in uh, San Francisco, and I was just very, very confusing uh, scenario. So Prince uh, dying is reminding me of that feeling, but I loved him as an artist, but it, it's a little less of like a. Oh yeah, I totally get that. A feeling. mind fuck, yeah. Yeah, everyone has their own. I was talking to my buddy earlier when we both found out. And uh, he had asked me, he was like, so who was your celebrity person who died that like, made you weep? And I haven't wept over celebrity death, but the one that got me the biggest was the same answer he had was MCA from Beastie Boys. Yeah. And I came out of nowhere, was listening to him a bunch. And then you hear about it, and like, all right, well, this guy's never doing anything again. Yeah. Never going to make any more music. Never going to see him live. It was so weird. Yeah, that's yeah. the one thing, like... I had a chance to see Prince live, and I didn't do it, and now that's a huge regret. Yeah. Um, so. That's life. Yeah. And it's bound to happen. He's just a person, 57, just, Prince always seemed like the kind of person that would just never, he seemed like a weird, almost godlike kind of guy, yeah. only because he, he had no name, but people still recognize him as no other person has been the artist formerly known as mm-hmm. and just had no name. Like, oh, we just go by his old thing. And, but people as. went with it is the yeah. crazy thing. Yeah. yeah, everyone went with it. Yeah. No one was like, oh, I'm cutting this out. This is weird. This is lame. No, they stuck on for it. Yeah. I was, I was watching a lot of Prince clips today and just Chris Rock interviewing him. And it's a, a really fun interview, but he's just like, uh, now I remember in the 80s, uh, like, Prince, well, I don't mean to call you, I mean, like, like Chris Rock is, like, totally, like, watching his, like, mouth, afraid to, like, say the wrong thing to Prince. Uh, I don't know. It's cool to... He's a trip. Yeah. He's a, we were watching an award show, an award show thing where he'd, uh, he would get up, he had this, like, huge, big bodyguard with him, this big dude with, like, long hair and suspenders just followed him around, and the Prince walked up to the podium and said thank you and the bodyguard grabbed the award and they just walked away yeah and Lionel Richie was like what that is ridiculous yeah. it was weird but that was Prince and uh, I don't I don't know much about him and I was never a huge fan either but I mean uh, respect him you know I I, I, I like the hits uh, this is a perfect excuse to dig deeper yeah today I watched uh, him on Muppets tonight which was a sort of an adult theme Muppet show before the most recent adult theme Muppet show. The one, is that CBS or something? It's on ABC, ABC. and it was like a, sort of like a hee-haw type thing, but with Muppets. Huh. Um, I'm sure there's a better version, a better thing to say than hee-haw, but it's, you know, Prince being silly with puppets. It's like, whoa, whoa, who know that existed? Yeah. It's out there. Yeah. Forever. Well, nothing else I could think of off the top of my head. Okay. But I'm, I learned so much about you and your whole career seems real cool. You have any plans coming up? Anything outside of this area? Are you going to um, take the show on the road anywhere? I mean, I'd love to take the show on the road, uh, but that that's the thing you do need money for. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. Definitely. I've lucked out in being able to do so many things for free, but uh, traveling is a very real thing. Maybe someday we'll get together and find a way to make it portable but 
otherwise, you know, I'm doing shows around the country when I can. I took a tour. It was more like a stand-up tour um, with Joe Firestone and Micah Brucey who were really funny. And that was like a dream. So hopefully I could do that yeah. at the very least. Right again. on. Well, if you're ever out in the D.C. area, will be people would love to come see you. I'd love to come see you. I'd, I know a billion yeah. people that would. I would be more than happy to. Right it was on. a stop on the on the on the road trip. Uh, we did the we walked up to the White House ah. and then walked right back. That's boring. That's it. It's yeah, really boring. There's a bunch of people saying, "Don't go this way. Go that way." Yeah. Uh, Forty minutes of traffic both ways. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a beautiful day in the city. Exactly. Only forty minutes. Oh yeah. Well, we went off off peak hours. Mm. Smart move. Good mm-hmm. move. All right, Brett. Well, uh, 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 thanks for talking. <laughs> the, Let's take that outro uh, one more time. <laughs> okay. Uh, but, uh, but thanks for talking. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> no. no, but thank you, Brett Davis, for oh, talking on the What's Weird podcast. And uh, I'm sure we'll see you around again soon. Thanks. Hopefully sooner than later. Hopefully. Keep up the great work. And nothing but success in your future. Thank you, and likewise. Yeah. And bam! All right, that was the interview with Brett Davis. Great guy. Check him out. IFC Boy Band, The Special Without. Check out the YouTube episodes. Look him up online. If you're in the New York area, catch one of the Macaulay Culkin shows. They're great, fun. You never know who you'll see. Just keep your tabs on Brett, man. Good guy. Fun dude. All right, now back to that road trip garbage. It was like I skipped school one day, or like left left high school early. I think it was senior year. I think that's, I have to figure out which year the one came out. But uh, I, I just went to the movie theater. I like got high in the parking lot. And I was like, I'm going to see the next movie that's playing. And it was Beverly Hills Chihuahua. It's like 3 in the afternoon. <laughs> And I'm sitting there, they start the previews, and as soon as the movie starts, they just shut down the projector and turn the lights off. And I had to, like, because I didn't think anyone was in there. So I just go, hey, I'm in here. And they go, oh, sorry. That's so funny. (laughs) (laughs) But I also, like, waited, like, 20 seconds where I was like, should I bring attention to myself? (laughs) I'm here. My friend worked at a theater, so we used to be able to go, like, after hours, like, when they were, they would, like, shut down for the night. Mm-hmm. We'd, like, come in, and they'd, like, make uh, margaritas in the, like, sm- like mixer or whatever That's machine. That's awesome. And watch whatever movies they had. But they had to do, they just switched over to digital projectors, but they had fucking celluloid film mm-hmm. nice. that they would, like, thread. So he, That's like, showed awesome. me one time, and it was fucking really cool. But then you see a digital movie, and you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Shit. I don't know, I saw The Good and the Bad and the Ugly on original 70mm film oh, at the awesome. AFI, that theater we passed mm-hmm. in Silver Spring, and it was so fucking nice. Yeah. Was, like, big fucking screen. Like, that, the main theater in the AFI theater is set up like one of those old movie theaters. Yeah. Huge yeah. space with, like, balconies and stuff. 70mm is, like, better resolution and everything than IMAX, I think, even, or some shit like that. It's, like, yeah. unmatchable almost. It's so weird that digital is like that. It's like the analog can yeah. be so dope. But then you see why digital ends up being preferred because like, I mean, it took him like so many man hours to queue up every movie and like align it. Yeah, and then also just like the 
post-production work. Right. It, yeah. The cost of film is ridiculous. I can't imagine being an editor during the, the days before, you know, <laughs> physically cutting yeah. and like making yeah. a fade out transition. Like, what yeah. The hell? Jesus. How do you fucking like, do that? Lay it over each other and put yeah. some black. Like I think you yeah. literally just draw on it. Yeah. Or you would have to like you'd have different like covers. I feel like you'd make templates, right? So then you could swap them out. I know that like creating titles like the scroll screens used to be a whole fucking ordeal. <laughs> yeah. This could be so much spookier. Yeah, if it was gray and rainy and foggy. This is like the, the positive journey. You know, like every horror movie starts out that way. Oh, right. So, so it's like, yeah, but on the way is, back, we, is that when all the bad shit happens? No, 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 no. We're, this is the moment. Because it's just starting to get dark. This is we we might even still be in the montage. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. This is like us. <laughs> we all have ice cream for some reason. Yeah, yeah. Eleven. <laughs> the man, the, the mosque. Honking traffic. <laughs> then we just yeah the credits rolling over us. You can't hear us, but we're like laughing. Like oh. Everybody's just pointing at one guy. Be like oh, Pete. <laughs> Chihuahua doesn't like you. <laughs> but then it all comes down when we pull up, right? And like the sign's falling off and looks a little like dirty. Yeah. <laughs> gotta have a lot of. You boys here for the comedy show? <laughs> oh no, I'm at a gas. There's gotta be a gas station somewhere around here. You're willing to suck and work to live. Sorry, it's just a, it's more. Where's the downside? Why someone gotta come all the time, man? I'm telling you, <laughs> everyone's gotta come. Yeah, that's just. Oh, you just learned the only lesson you need to know about the world, my friend. Everybody's, Everybody's gotta come. come. <laughs> Welcome back. Everybody's gotta come. Sex positive go. podcast where I just talk about my dick. That'd be a silly sitcom. It's like spelled C O M E. Yeah. <laughs> All the jokes are like, come on. Hey, what do you think? Like two people live there? I bet. Uh, they're real, real happy. I bet they've got a couple of dumb kids. They probably use tree. That's a good tree. You should send them a mail. <laughs> Just one though. Oh, look at that one. Huh? This will be my only mail to you. Jeez, this is pretty. This is like good though. It's like quaint backcountry yep. roads. Definitely, there will be some some scenes. What what uh, road are we on? This area. We, we are on. Still. Oh wow. Really? Is this where John Mark's booth hit out? Yeah, it's still still complicated. I thought he went south. He was in Virginia. He's in Virginia? Yeah. But you know that doctor's last name was Mud with Mud. two D's. Two and that's miles. where that saying, you know, your Mud. name is Mud. <laughs> <laughs> the bottle of Mud is dedicated to him, yes. Uh, but the saying, uh, Mud. your name is Mud, or like your name will be Mud, it's a bad thing. It comes mm-hmm. from that because he was uh, the doctor that fixed up his leg. Which is kind of bullshit because he didn't know, right? He, he kind of knew and he was like kind of a confederate sympathizer oh, but he shit. also just like fixed up his leg and, and, take a ride and didn't like doctor. didn't like aid yeah he like didn't aid and abet him in like getting away he was captured at his farm and was like shot in the barn um, but then that guy was shipped to prison in Florida to the middle of the fucking swamp and then later like saved a whole bunch of lives in the prison camp when people got malaria because he was like a 
That's what will happen to Elijah Henry. <laughs> he will become a famous doctor or die of malaria. <laughs> One of the two. I wouldn't be surprised if it was both. Or assassinate the president. <laughs> That's more likely. <laughs> Wait a minute. Trump's butler threatened to assassinate the president. Trump's butler's house is in Florida. Tie them together. Tie the strings together. Elijah What's Henry. next? Henry Ford, Ford Motors, Motor City, Detroit, Detroit, Motown, Mo Money, Mo Problems, <laughs> Biggie Smalls, um, Tupac, Mace, 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 which is often sprayed on Elijah Henry. <laughs> <laughs> it all makes sense. Who needs madness? Yeah, when we've got slowly going insane. <laughs> Conspiracy theory word association game. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, are you my mommy? <laughs> I remember reading that book as a kid and being like, this shit is fucked up. <laughs> are you my mommy? You can't just go around asking if people's your mommy. What if the first person said yes? And they were some creep. I'll be your mommy. It's <laughs> 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 some dude in a suit. Yeah. I'll be your Guy dressed up as a bird. <laughs> bird in a suit? That's basically what, that's, you're basically describing like a biologist. That's what they do. They Are dress up like the animals and like the... bait them. Do they really in Maryland? Do that? <laughs> I don't believe that. Well, yeah, if we pass like a 7 Eleven or something. Yeah. Well, it's there... in this place. It's that coffee and, and ice cream pizza. and hot pizza. And hot pizza. And open. And open. Oh, it's a cafe. Beer and wine. And a beeratorium. Beeratorium. Yeah, so we gotta pay three bucks to bring booze in. Yeah. Kind of weird. But it's a you know, Pennsylvania thing. Yeah. There's a really dope Indonesian place in Philadelphia that's BYOB, and they serve this like fried rice in a pineapple. Mm-hmm. And it's jam. It's fucking great. In Pennsylvania? In Philadelphia. In Philadelphia's <laughs> Chinatown. It's kind of far away from where <laughs> <laughs> I was just talking about it. Giving you guys a fucking travel tip. I knew there's a restaurant there that would just give you free beer. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> like the best restaurant on earth. They, they, they couldn't sell it, and so they would just, but they could give it to you. <laughs> oh, so like everything else was really expensive? <laughs> Not really. Ah. It was just like a Chinese place. Oh, interesting. I might have just been stealing beer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. What? Sunshine General Store is, like, supposed to have the most incredible hamburgers in, like, Maryland. Wait, really? I think so. It might be a different one, but it's supposed to be, like, a dive, like, it's in, in, in a gas station like that. So we saw famous ones. Mm-hmm. It, like, makes the top lists of, like, you know, diners, dinners. drive-ins, and places to get jerked off and stabbed in the back. Yeah. Oh, good. That'll be the safe point that at the the end of the horror movie, when we're coming back, we think we made it. We'll it run back. Out. That that'll be the place we're trying to reach. Hey, that's where. Yeah. Turns out it's run by cannibals who corn people up. Turn yeah. Them into this is where we get. Just this is where we get murdered. Now <laughs> we need to go back <laughs> <laughs> to get murdered. Murdered by burgers. Murder burger. That's very cool. Check murder it. burger was a uh, is Rick Ross's birthday. What? That's all he does. No. Murder burgers. Triadelphia. Is that a place? I've heard of Philadelphia. <laughs> I think we're like 10 minutes away. 
Really? From the venue? No. That was an hour away. Oh, you just gotta believe, yo. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't. Alright. Objects in the mirror are closer than they appear. <laughs> the so we the throw mirror. these on the other way. Uh-huh. <laughs> Get there in half the time. <laughs> Warp Dude, travel that, was I discovered. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Warp travel was uncovered on a road trip with, by five bros now immortalized in history. They use their power for evil. <laughs> Doing comedy. <laughs> now stand up is banned. <laughs> we use warp travel to explore the stars and sedans. What? Fishing? You guys big fishers? Mm, I haven't done Fish so much. I have. I have used to fish with my dad. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was. It was a good. <laughs> back before the accident. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Wait, what? We get the gold, get some land. Build I have for, for a long time. I've said if I had even moderate wealth, I would have probably almost immediately become a doomsday prepper. Yeah. Because I love the idea. It would be a fun hobby. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't. Yeah. You never use it. You guess what? You have some more canned goods once a year. You sleep down there. You have a little fun time. A little Maybe party. Get really you good make your family do drills. No. Yeah. So you don't have to worry about bullets. You bond. You teach your kids about the important things, like Learn hoarding. About knots and how to identify birds. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I love that show, Doomsday Preppers. Different types of trees. This is an oak! <laughs> Great, Dad! <laughs> this is what we're going to fell on those goddamn federal agents when they burst in. <laughs> Try to stop Daddy's sweet, sweet ice candy from coming out because I'm also going to be dealing meth and I'm going to call it ice candy you know that face, cool shit get face tattoos and fucking ride fucking quad you know the quad bikes and fucking shotguns you know what I'm talking about let's go fucking hog wild I'm for sure going to make my kids do that I think I'm just going to be like a normal dad but I'm going to make my kids go like, out and get demented, more resources demented meth dealer <laughs> to maintain my like suburban existence I saw one doomsday prepper where they were building a, uh, they, a, an old nuclear silo into like luxury apocalypse apartments mm. if you're a rich person you would just like have this place on reserve Um, I don't know. It seemed like it was relatively safe. I think you would just go insane yeah. from being confined. Yeah, but but a there's a book series. The first book is called Wool. Um, it's really good, but it's about like these silos. Um, it's a little bit like The Martian, where it's like a little bit of like Aspergery, where it's like it just like describes these like technical problems and how the characters yeah. solve them. Mm-hmm. But that's I, I don't know. That can be like satisfying. Yeah. I wonder if I, I would go insane if I didn't leave a, a room or a house for how long? How long would it take? Yeah. <laughs> I think it would have to happen. Three? Three days. Three hours. <laughs> I don't know. No. Like prison? Yeah. I don't think I'd be any good at prison. But you know what's crazy <laughs> about prisons? <laughs> hey, I think it'd be great at it, man. <laughs> Everybody don't, gets don't, to don't come. Don't say that. Fucking <laughs> sell yourself short. <laughs> You would be so good at prison. All the guys would like you. They'd be really nice. 
everybody. Yeah, he, he looks like he might be able to fuck, fuck somebody up, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I could skip it hard the whole time. You do push-ups, get some fucking, again, face about different things. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I could get hard in that kind of situation. <laughs> I think you would be surprised at what fear can do. <laughs> Never had a fear erection before? You ain't lived. It's the instinct. When you're scared. Yep. Yeah. In a horror movie, everyone's just hard. <laughs> That's why there's so much sex going on. That's why on. the guy can never get the uh, keys like into the car door because he's got a boner and he's like, oh, you know, you know when you try to like pee with a boner and it's all over the place? It's the same thing. He's like, oh, fuck, I'm not used to... You guys get the shakes when you get an erection, right? A little bit. <laughs> what do you think Michael J. Fox has been doing, man? He just had a boner nonstop. Oh, no. You get it? Michael J. Fox. <laughs> That's a great male porn star. <laughs> <laughs> See, it was worth it. Michael J. Fox. <laughs> there you go. Damn. <laughs> A lot of trees out here. I don't know what all the people are talking about in the city. Clipboards. <laughs> Save the trees. Too many trees. <laughs> Plenty. The trees are just like, there's too many of us, right? And then bring it back. Like, yeah. all right, let me, let me show you something. Let me, let me show you something. <laughs> the trees are like, there's some really bad traffic. All the time. You think they're trying to go somewhere? Yeah, they're trying to get somewhere, but there's just too many damn trees. What about when you see a tree off on its own? A tree wishes it could go to the city and hang out with a bunch of other trees. Why doesn't it move, then? If they can move. Because they're scared. What's yeah, up with these it trees? It doesn't believe in itself. Good. All Seems these, like a loser. All these trees are just staying still because they see what we've done to all the other trees that moved. <laughs> Where we just put dead trees next to them and hang stuff on them? Yeah, it's effective. <laughs> Christmas is a reminder. Yeah, that's why we do it. Cuts that's and down, of course. That's a German mind. custom, of course. Which direction are we going right now? Like north? Yeah. Pretty much straight north. Through the, through the rolling hills. Of that's pretty cool. Because oh. the sun sets in the west, right? Yeah. yeah. Now we're just we're not, we're like explorers. Juliet, <laughs> she's some kind of thought. <laughs> True. Two Chains presents Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> Two Chains. Ro Romeo and Juliet, because he plays Juliet. <laughs> <laughs> Romeo and Juliet gave me head, then kissed you, man. <laughs> <laughs> Stiff arm. I love when he raps about that. Like a girlfriend gave me a head, and then she kissed you on your mouth, though. <laughs> That's so painful. <laughs> <laughs> that so much disrespect. <laughs> oh, man. Where do you, where we die? Woo. <laughs> Stay positive, Tim. But what does the killer look like? He's wearing glasses <laughs> and a green and blue shirt, and he's behind <laughs> the weed. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Carroll County. Carroll. There's no one in Carroll. <laughs> My dad's girlfriend is named Carol. So oh, watch it, bud. Oh, oh, you're gonna stop on the track. That's a good place for we can do a little bit of the stand by me bit. Yeah, we can yeah, walk yeah, down the tracks. Yeah, we totally could. Missed opportunity. 
Have you guys watched uh, the new season of Silicon Valley? Yes. I just started. Uh, the scene where the horse... Oh, they're fucking... Yeah. I was <laughs> like, holy shit. Yeah, I didn't know that you could show that much... Horse dick? Yeah, HBO. Or just like sex <laughs> of any kind. Yeah. Well, they used to show real sex. That was the show. Yeah. But that came on a little later and people like kind of expected it, right? I guess there's no rules. Not on HBO, man. They can do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. It's not TV. It's HBO. HBO. <laughs> <laughs> this but is, your yeah, honor, it's not this, TV. This is their new... Yeah, this is, we could be their new ad campaign. Oh my gosh, I can imagine saying that to my dad if we had HBO when I was younger. <laughs> Said no TV. Dad, it's <laughs> not TV. It's, it's HBO. HBO. Oh, the beating I would have... <laughs> <laughs> Sue an HBO. Yeah. <laughs> so you should just do it. Claim that it happened. Get your dad in on it. Be like, I'll split the money with you. Oh. Start doing that. Need more dad bits. But now they're lies. DBs. Oh, my dad's bits are the worst. Your dad's bits? Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's, that sounds personal, but okay. I'm not going to ask how. No, you know what? Let's move on. Better bits. <laughs> you found that no, out when you were going fishing? Yeah. Fishing? He would dangle them into the water. Dangle them. Bait. Masturbate, if you will. Come on, give me one. That's what he would say. Come on, the fish. <laughs> That's how you get it. I just want to see one horse. Let's what if it's my bucket list at least one horse? Trip. <laughs> yeah, because we are going to die. <laughs> so it is a bucket list for everybody. Oh, there's fencing up here. Uh, oh, shit. <laughs> oh! oh! Two, three! Horse. <laughs> three horse town. Three horse. There it is. When your dreams come true, ooh, you ooh, just got to believe. Wow, we made that happen with our mind. The secret is real. <laughs> Dude, like that, were you there that time that, that Stephen Campbell willed in to existence those free drinks at Desperado? But yeah, you were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Stephen, Stephen was just like, I really wish somebody would just give me a free drink. And then this fucking woman walked in right like after he said rep. that. She was a sales rep for this, like, tequila soft drink thing. Alcoholic soft drink. She was like, guess about some free drinks? And gave, like, yeah, we were all, all like, what, uh, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, we do. <laughs> we were just talking about he that. fucking brought it into existence. It was That's Just like you made those horses. I kind of believe in that shit uh, to an extent. A little bit. I remember one time at DZ Discovery Zone, me and my buddy were playing. We were having a great I already time. love this story. <laughs> great time. We're like, you know, it'd be better if our buddy Jamal was here, and he's right down the slide. Jamal came down, <laughs> and we're like, shut the what? <laughs> and it was a great day in the ball pit, man. And this was like over two years ago. <laughs> yeah. Similar thing happened to me actually. Weirdly, it was like I had uh, we had a group of friends, and we used to walk to the woods, and. Uh, we were missing one kid that we hung out with. And on our way we were walking, we were just like, we wish Marcus was here. And then our friend jokingly just shouted Marcus. And, and then, then from behind, here. from behind this house that we were walking by, he just hear, what? <laughs> <laughs> and he was at his other friend's house and lived in the park. <laughs> he came out, we are like, what the hell is this? <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, I wish I could have sex with this girl behind a tree. Oh crap! You two instantly gone. No driver. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how we die. 
and the car crashes into a tree that took yeah. a fucking behind. <laughs> Yeah, you, know, you find five people, you figure, this is enough that you're gonna, oh, I wanna make this guy like a spider monkey guy, I wanna make this guy like an alligator person, and yeah. whatever, the eagle, snake combined. And, and, then, person. and then, you're like, well, I get these, you know, two more people could do another animal. Okay. If you had to be a mutant animal freak, what animal would you wanna be? There are a lot of strong choices. I feel like I'm a part, part human, part of this. Yeah. Yeah, I could do that. Just be me, but more adorable. Which part? But with some claws. Which parts do we get? Uh, Which? I don't know, it's just like a melding. Uh, that's interesting. Like, you couldn't just put wings on yourself. I think it'd be a monkey. You could get those little feet going. Yeah. Little feet, hands. Prehensile tail. Prehensile dick. jack off. <laughs> you could stab someone from your back while getting a hand job. Like some kind of just lizard. Fucking big ass crab on it. Crunch shit up. Crab over lobster? <laughs> yeah, because crabs like are, are swift. Lobsters yeah. are swift. Yeah, I know. I, I was just, I'm, I'm weighing them. I feel like, but if you were a lobster, you'd be like a boxer. You'd have like the claws, you could just yeah. hold them up. Maybe an accountant as a crab. You crunch numbers all the yeah. time. <laughs> 
and he'd always be crabby because he'd hear the count. Short sleeve, white butt down, black tie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Claws, uh. And he'd be blue when he'd wake up, and by the end of the day, he'd be red because they're so heated. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, watch out, he's crabby. Someone throw old bay on you. I'm like, oh, oh, this guy's cooking. He's, he's hot. He's hot. He's got a temper. I mean, bring up the hot tub stuff. <laughs> hot tub scenarios, you're just cooking up. Yeah. yeah, that's true. No hot tubs. You probably have trouble, uh, just like if you tried to get an ID or something, because people would be like, oh my god, a giant talking crab person. <laughs> you have a lot of trouble jacking off. <laughs> Thanks for sticking around, checking out the episode. Once again, this was brought to you by 5-Hour Hennessy. If your day is going unpleasantly, grab a 5-Hour Hennessy. Uh, tune in to the next episode where you might hear more stuff from that road trip. Who knows? Surprises and guests. Whatever. My name's Kevin. I'm out. Thanks for listening to What's Weird, Ding Dongs. <laughs>